Hey everyone, this is uh, the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to be with you guys for another episode. And today we're going to be talking about does technology impact giving and donations? Does that technology impact giving and donations? And this is uh, an interesting topic uh, for a lot of nonprofits. Uh, you know, when you think about nonprofits, and uh, we'll get into this in a moment, but when you think about nonprofits, um, there's an association with nonprofits and the lack of effective use of technology. And this uh, is something that is kind of addressed uh, a lot um, with uh, organizations and funders and donors and interested parties. And typically what you see uh, in this space, in this conversation is that uh, there's a recognition that nonprofits don't play as much in the tech space as they perhaps should or would like, uh, primarily because of the lack of budgets that are designed to create this space to access and purchase, utilize, and master uh, technology for the sake of running better programs and for the sake of uh, raising more money and having an impact and showing up and being present uh, much more, uh, you know, as they would prefer. And so this is an interesting conversation to have to kind of explore based upon the Giving by Generation report uh, produced by Giving USA here in 2023, whether or not technology really does have an impact on individual giving. And this report specifically talks about addresses giving by individuals, giving by generation, etc. This has no bearing on in fundraising strategies as it relates to corporations, private foundations, and, and other giving institutions. So we're going to jump into that in today's show. Now, before we get started, uh, we would like to invite you to visit us at drwilliampclark.com. Again, our website is drwilliampclark.com. This is the website we've created, easy access website that uh, is designed to help you tap into all types of resources that are designed for you, the nonprofit professional. This, this podcast is a hub for professionals. It's a hub for uh, aspiring leaders and donors and board members who are looking at creating a greater impact around the country and globally through their nonprofit affiliations. And so every course, every book, every resource that we've created and made available to you, the public, is designed to advance your worthy cause, to advance your career, to advance your volunteerism, and to have the impact you desire. So our latest course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits, is available to you where you can join that, tap into that course, and really lean into the psychology of fundraising and leverage uh, every bit of information we've created there based upon our experience and research and data. And so that course, really good course, I might say so myself, uh, is there for you. Fundraising basics for nonprofits. Go to drwilliampclark.com and register to take that course today. So let's get into this report, y'all. Giving by generation. What does the report speak of? What does it say? And particularly around technology. So if you haven't done so today, I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and download that report uh, and, re and read it uh, for yourself. I want to, um, I'm not going to go through every component of uh, the report, uh, particularly around technology, 
here, but I just want to highlight just a couple of things that stand out to me. And listen, we've been going through this report in the previous two podcast episodes. Going to encourage you to check that out uh, as we talked about what does giving look like per generation, and then what does giving look like when faith-based institutions and churches are involved. Um, so let's just take a quick look at the charts here under the text section. I don't think I'll be uh, fully utilizing um, uh, going through every chart here, but I do want to quickly just look at what we have here. So percentage of donors who use a smartphone. Um, and so for those of you who are trying to understand this data, the question is, uh, of all the donors that are giving, how many of them use a smartphone? Well, when you look at 2016, in 2022, and you go across the board, I mean, you're looking at numbers that are pretty staggering. So uh, Gen Z, there's no data in 2016, but in 2022, 91% of donors who are part of Gen Z are giving. Uh, when you look at millennials, uh, they take a slight dip uh, of 2% um, in 2022, but of, of all the donors in 2022, 93% use a smartphone. Gen Xers, 96%, and then baby boomers. Again, that generation, I believe, is 56 to 77. And let me just quickly pull this up here. Uh, generation by years. Um, let's see, just to make sure we get this accurate. All right, here we go. Baby boomers were born in, let's see here. This is what I want. All right. Uh, 1946 to 1964, they are between the ages of 59 and 77. So you see a pretty sizable increase, the largest increase here with baby boomers who are giving uh, and have a smartphone. So keep that in mind. Next chart, percentage of donors who use a desktop computer. So 37% of Gen Zers use a desktop computer. 36% of millennials use a desktop computer. And then Gen Xers at, at 38 and boomers at 52. So obviously, when you look at that correlation, generation and age and and uh, connection to technology does have an impact in terms of the device that is used. So when you start to look at these two charts, first off, we're looking at smartphone usage and the ownership of a smartphone. Now we're looking at desktop computers and how that has an impact. Uh, let's look at online giving by generation. Again, Gen Zers, we're looking at 2022 data. Gen Zers giving uh, at 76% online. Uh, millennials, 81% online. Gen Xers, 69% online. Boomers, 61% online. So as you're developing your fundraising strategy and utilizing technology as a part of that strategy, it's clear that if you want to raise money with millennials and Gen Zers, you want to use online giving. The most connected device people have in their possession that connects them to the internet is their smartphone to a much lesser degree uh, their desktop. Now you can factor in ownership of laptops, ownership of uh, tablets, particularly tablets uh, that are connected to the internet uh, through a cell phone uh, service. You want to lump, lump that into a cell, a cell phone service. It, it's, it's clear that you want to make sure you're understanding that you're making giving easy and quick and simple for the Gen Zers and millennials who are overwhelmingly giving online and have a smartphone. Now, if you're going to target Gen Xers and boomers, just notice one, they do give the most amount 
check out our previous two podcasts. And then number two, their online giving is at least above 50%. They're at 69 and 61% respectively. So that's a respectable number. And it tells us that regardless of generation, over half of every donor in every generational category is indeed giving online. So if you use text to give, if you use websites or an app, uh, that's going to be helpful. Average number of online gifts in the last 12 months. These are the number of gifts. So Gen Zers, again, online, 11.4 gifts. Uh, millennials, 7.7 gifts. Gen Xers, 6.3 gifts. And Boomers, 8.3 gifts. When you look at this, when you look at this data, this is really interesting, right? Now, if we look uh, at boomers for the sake of argument here, let's, let's go right back up to the top. We covered this in one of our previous uh, episodes. Our first episode uh, dropped that dropped several days ago about this topic. We see that boomers give annually $2,568. And I'm just going to do the math here. $2,568. When you look at the on the number of online gifts, this doesn't indicate that they split their gifts um, across the board to multiple organizations. It could it could mean that they give to the same organization or organizations eight point three times, but their gift was two thousand five hundred sixty eight dollars. If you divide that boy by eight point three, that means two thousand five hundred sixty eight dollars divided by eight point three. That means that every time they did a transaction online a baby boomer was given $309.39 per transaction so this should inform how you're marketing and selling online whether it's through uh, a, a lead list or whether it's through a gala a referral or some other source you're utilizing to generate support just notice that baby boomers on average are given $309.39 online I believe uh, Gen Zers are given 747. Let's do 749. I'm not sure. 749 annually, but they're given 11.4 uh, transactions in a year. That is an average gift of $65.70. All right. So you got to do the math here when you're looking at this report to determine if we're going to use online platforms, which does help, and we're going to connect with our donors in one way or another. How do we forecast the potential gifts? So we got the range of $65 and $300 plus per gift for Gen Zers and Boomers. This helps you now understand, okay, how many people do we need to touch base with and make an introduction with who will at least hear our story and then do a calculation based off those touch points, how many people we expect to make some type of gift. And based upon their age demographic and this data we're learning from Giving USA, this will inform from the math that we're calculating the amount of people we might uh, get a gift from, the amount we might get, right, and how much will it cost us to generate that amount of money. So how much will it cost you to generate $65.70 uh, from a Gen Zer? How much will it cost you to generate $330 from a baby boomer? Dr. Clark, what are you talking about? Fundraising is bringing money in to your organization, but it does cost money. The cost of the app, the cost of the subscription to the, uh, the, the platform utilizing to collect dollars, the cost of the marketing tools you used, the cost of staff, the cost of staff overhead, 
staff supplies, staff technology, etc. Of that 60 some dollars, 300 something dollars, how much did it cost you to get that? Another way of saying that, and they say this in a for-profit world, what's the acquisition cost? How much did it cost you? So if you want to make sure you're profitable, you might want to keep your costs kind of low, right? And I, I'm going to leave that commentary out what that percentage should be because it's different for every nonprofit. And I've noticed, I will say this, I've noticed a lot of nonprofits try to squeeze uh, increased revenue from the cost of acquisition based upon the tech platform that they use. And they, 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 they quibble over a few pennies that they're charged, a few percentage points that they're charged. Uh, and to make that, they make that the determination of who to go with. Uh, what I will say is, while I mean, you can quibble over pennies, I think the biggest opportunity to maximize dollars, to lower costs of acquisition, is to develop a consistent system based upon the education you cultivate or develop of your ideal donor. We've talked about this in this podcast series. Who is your donor? Educate yourself. It's not good enough to just have donor education between Gen Zers, Millennials, Gen Xers, and Boomers. Those are wide ranges of people. Even when you have that kind of identified, and again, we talked about some of you will have an overlap between two generations. But when you have that identified, there are still some, some more work you got to get into to understand your donor, the demographics of your donor, their, their gender, their geography. Uh, maybe it's a tighter age range, their career, uh, current career uh, makeup, uh, their economic power or the lack thereof, their home ownership uh, status, uh, et cetera, et cetera. All these things inform who your target donor is based upon that you're going to have to figure out the cost to acquire these donors from there if you learn this information and you develop systems to acquire these donors whether it's a process whether it's a way of doing business or some sort of it system or a combination of all of this that's where you get leveraged cost savings that's where you can create a spread that if we repeat this process with X number of staff people making touch points with X number of potential donors, and then from there, we know our conversion rate is X, 10, 20, 30%, and we multiply that times the per gift amount that, that our demographic gives, then we'll know, one, what our potential revenue could be and what the net will be after all costs are calculated. So ultimately, this comes down to systems. This come that comes down to strategies. This is why uh, in our consultancy, in our work with our customers, a lot of our customers uh, kind of come at this work uh, thinking, man, the more people we know, it that's going to help us. And that's great. But I got to tell you, of the three secrets of raising money, and of course, y'all have heard me say this before, the slowest way to raise money is through strategy. It's slow. It's bureaucratic. Yes, the fastest way to raise money is through relationships. But when you go back to strategy and you have that as your baseline and starting point at, uh, around thinking about raising money and developing your, your donor base, et cetera, et cetera, that strategy is going to be everything. The approach is going to be everything. Your ability to analyze the data and make strategic decisions, it's everything, y'all. It's, it's absolutely everything. So I want to encourage you, yes, build your network because it's the fastest way to raise money. Yes, start to generate results, second fastest way to raise money. 
However, spend quality time strategizing, thinking, uh, processing through ideas, information to understand your donor and their behavior. Percentage of donors, next chart, who have given through a charity website via a smartphone or tablet. Okay, so again, go back to the previous chart, previous charts that talk about people who have a smartphone or tablet that is connected to the internet through a cell phone internet service. Gen Zers are given at 48%. Millennials are given at 47%. Gen Xers, 41%. Boomers at 27%. So while they have possession of these smartphones, there is some cautiousness around giving through their smartphone. That can be an indication of trust that you're going to have to build depending on the generation you're targeting. This also may indicate that if they are giving online, which is through uh, the previous chart, the number of online gifts, this may indicate that some transactions are happening on a smartphone. Some may be happening on a uh, tablet, or, no, tablet or a laptop or desktop, but this also may indicate that online giving or any online capturing may be taking place in person, one-on-one, -on -one, particularly in a group format. So if you've been able to have uh, your donors or potential donors uh, come and gather at a particular place for an event, such as a gala, a listing party, or some other event where you're raising money, and online transactions are taking place where people can hear the story, hear the pitch, hear the sell, get a feel of the organization, the leadership team, and, and make a commitment to say, I want to support this, then they will swipe the card, et cetera, utilizing a platform that is there because trust has been developed. So this gives you some, think, some things to think about. What do we do to increase online giving? Part of it is making things accessible on the smartphone or the tablet or any other internet-connected device for our customer and making online giving available at live events. Now, this can also include hybrid live events if you are doing something online where you're streaming as well, where trust is developed. Uh, percentage of donors influenced to give online by the website. So, again, as we read, out, read off these percentages, think about this. This suggests that your website has to be compelling has to have a clear message, has to have a clear pathway of investment or donations. So percentage of donors influenced to give online by website, Gen Z is 46%, Millennials 39%, Gen Xers 32%, Boomers 17%. And again, th this correlates to uh, the generation's attitude uh, towards online surfing, online connecting. How are you pitching uh, your social media ads or posts to point people back to your website that will cause them to read, feel connected, and to give, all right? So that's something to think about. Percentage of donors influenced to give by someone asking via social media. Can be kind of hit on that. And looks like these numbers kind of correlate but online. But look at this. Uh, Gen Z is 42%. Millennials, 37%. Gen X is 27%. Boomers, 11%. These numbers are kind of connected there. But just think about this. Again, social media posts, which can be just a flat post with a link to give give here perhaps it could be a social media ad that says uh, check out our website check out our latest story about the family we were we just served or helped uh, with your donations last year or last quarter check out how much more we can do right click here you know go from the post to the website so again 
Think about the online habits of the generations you're targeting, the, the demographic. Not every demographic treats social media the same. And as we get further and further away from the initial launch of social media, as social media continues to become mature for a variety of reasons, for a variety of purposes, you as the leader of the nonprofit, member of the board, perhaps you're leading development, you're leader of the tech side, you're consultant, we're all going to have to continue to learn the evolving behaviors of our donors, not just for giving purposes, but this their evolving behavior on social media. Even if social media uh, takes some sort of alternative turn and is not necessarily the thing in a couple of years, we're going to have to understand donor behavior, not for the sake of capturing dollars, but just keeping up with what are our, what are our donors doing? What are they thinking? How are they behaving? Where are they hanging out? These are the same questions uh, as nonprofit leaders we ask when we're recruiting for our program. We understand the need. We understand our demographic, but, but where are they? Good book to read if you want to understand your customer and how to capture them. All three books by Russell Brunson, his trilogy uh, uh, of books really hones in on the idea of go get your customer, go to them, spend time with them. That principle spans uh, across uh, program operations as well as marketing and fundraising, board development, talent acquisition, etc. Got to be where your customer uh, resides. Percentage of donors next. Percentage of donors influenced to give online by a text from a charity. So many people have believed that this is kind of the next wave. It remains to be seen. But according to uh, this report, 13% of Gen, Gen Zers, 13% of Gen Zers have been influenced to give via text. Huh. So those random text messages you're sending, they seem not to be hitting as much or as well. Will this change? We shall see. It's a gap of trust between texting uh, text messages that may or may not be random versus social media posts, right, that can be seen by everybody, can be vetted. This also, before I read the remaining stat numbers, can be indicative of if your number is a foreign number, unrecognized number, depending on the phone habits of your demographic, that may be going to a other folder in the text messaging app or unrecognized folder, etc. So keep that in mind. Millennials are motivated to give online by text at the rate of 7%, Gen Xers 7%, and Boomers at 3%. So that is some interesting, interesting stats. Percentage of donors influenced to give online by a direct mail piece, physical mail, snail mail. Look at this, 13% for Gen Zers, 13% for millennials, 12% for Gen Xers, 22% for boomers, right? So you see a spike in giving online because of direct mail pieces. And those numbers are above, uh, in some cases, what for three of the four uh, generations more than uh, they are above than what they uh, folks are giving via text message. So spending time sending a direct mail piece may have a greater impact on your online giving than text messaging. That's interesting. Percentages of donors influenced to give by direct mail. All right. Giving period, whether online, mail in something, uh, etc. 45 percent of Gen Zers are influenced to give. Uh, based upon direct mail, 59% of millennials are influenced to give by direct mail, 52% of Gen Xers, and 52% of boomers are influenced to give by direct mail. And look at this, 59% of millennials, they are the highest one here. You would think Gen Xers and boomers would be much higher. 
But think about this. We're talking about direct mail. And when people get a direct mail piece, whether it's a flyer, a letter, um, a postcard or something like that, um, they are then going from that physical piece of mail and saying, you know what? This is interesting. This captured my attention. I'm going to immediately go from here to a device and then go to their website. So that is interesting. Percentage of donors who prefer to give online in response to a direct mail piece. 45% for Gen Zers, 48% of Millennials, 44 Gen Xers, and 37 Boomers. This data is really teaching you and kind of giving you a sense that, hey, you got to mix this thing up. So if you are exclusively focused on one way of giving, there's nothing wrong with that. Just understand that as you focus on this one way of giving, particularly if you prioritize technology above all else, just understand you're playing with a smaller pool of potential donors and you may be limiting the capacity of your giving if you only stick to one pathway of giving through technology. Percentage of donors who prefer to give by mail in response to direct mail. So folks who prefer to give by mail versus um, text messages, you're going to see these numbers dramatically increase. Like 23% of Gen Zers give by mail. 30% of millennials give by mail. 30, 26% of Gen Xers give by mail. 41% of boomers give by mail. These numbers are higher than the giving through text message. And you would think, hey, text message, quick message, quick response, already received, uh, X percent of open rate, and your numbers are in the single digits for the most part in text messaging. But in direct mail and giving through the old school way, you're going to see higher numbers. So this is just interesting, right? This wraps uh, our coverage of the uh, report by Giving USA and this focus on uh, giving by generations. This is just interesting data. And um, there are more stats here that uh, you certainly can review. Um, it just looks at uh, charities versus uh, government services. Listen, y'all, I'm just going to encourage you to tap into the Giving USA website. Download this copy, uh, your copy of the report. Um, I believe it's free. And study this stuff. Now, of course, some of this stuff is not going to be a one-for-one -one match for you based upon the work you're doing, your clientele, your customer base, your donor base. But utilize this data to start having strong conversations with your leadership team about how we should message, position, and approach our potential donors. Because not every donor base, not every generation base is monolithic. We're going to have to be open-minded strategic, intentional, in many cases, have variety in our outreach approaches when it comes to pursuing uh, donations from individuals. This is something to really think about. And this is something I think if you study this report and other pieces of data, this can really help and inform your approaches to raising money from individuals. Now, if you want to dive into the psychology of fundraising that can help you understand this report even more, I'm going to encourage you to register for my course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. Uh, you can access and join that course at drwilliampclark.com. Again, it's drwilliampclark.com. We're going to go over the way you want to think about approaching your donors and the different strategies you can use to connect with your donors during this course. Again, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. Go and register now at drwilliampclark.com. Dot com. This is the Dr. William Clark podcast. 
It was my pleasure being with you all today. Hope you enjoyed this series. And, guys, we will see you guys next time. See everybody.